Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Today on 10-Minute Food Truck Training, I'm going to share with you how to dominate a food truck Friday no matter how many food trucks decide to show up. Welcome to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. My name is Bill Moore. I am a food truck business coach, author of five food truck vending books, including Food Truck 101 and Food Truck 201. This podcast is all about helping you start and grow your food truck business. This past weekend, Melissa and I attended a food truck Friday in our tiny little community of Defuniac Springs, Florida. We attend these monthly events as often as we can, especially when trucks that aren't normal resident trucks drive from other areas to show up and we get to try different kinds of foods. Well, this particular Friday, we were really looking forward to it because the list included Melissa's favorite food truck that has to drive about an hour or so, and then it included one of my favorites that has to drive about 45 minutes. So we were really looking forward to this particular event. But if you guys know anything about Florida weather, rain can roll in off the ocean at a second's notice, and then you have a full-blown thunderstorm. If you're not familiar with the weather patterns, then that can be a big deal. Like, oh my goodness, where'd this storm come from? And we have to cancel everything that we're ever going to do. Except if you know how Florida operates, the storm will blow over and go away after about an hour or so at the most. The sun comes out, all the water evaporates, becomes super humid, and it looks like we never had a storm in the first place. And if you live near the beach like we do or near the ocean like we do, you know what the weather's going to be like. You just become accustomed to it. One of the other things that you learn, the weather stations, they have no clue how to predict Florida weather. So they will go with their models that will say, well, it's supposed to rain all day long and, you know, it's going to rain and horrible weather and stay inside. Well, this past Friday was one of those days. The weather apps and the weather stations all predicted it was going to rain all day long and well into the night. And for a food truck owner, that's a pretty big deal. You don't want to be stuck out in the rain, having cooked all this food and have done all this prep, and nobody show up, or very, very few people show up. Well, this particular forecast happened to be the exact same forecast that happened on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday that preceded this Friday. Every single day, they said it was going to rain all day long. Every single day, it rained about an hour. Then it blew over, and it was a nice, comfortable day. So we had a pattern of Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, the exact same forecast, and nothing happened. So the city of Defuniac decided that, oh my, oh my goodness, we have this horrible weather that's forecast, even though Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday didn't happen. So they decided to eliminate one of the two jobs that they do to facilitate the Food Truck Friday. They do two things. They block off one city block so that the food trucks can park and there's no automobile traffic so people can mill around actually on the street to find the food truck and what they want to eat. The other job they have is to take tables and chairs out and place them on a vacant grassy lot. That's it. That's all they got to do. But because there was a little bit of rain predicted, they allowed the event to go on rather than just completely cancel the event, but said, hey, we ain't going to put out any tables and chairs. Y'all need to get your food to go. And they actually put that out in a social media post. Well, guess what? Because of that social media post, we had one food truck decide they were going to cancel because of the weather, and they canceled very early into the day. Then as Defuniac Springs 
city officials said, no, we're not going to put out the tables and chairs. A couple of other trucks, the two that we wanted to go eat from said, nah, we're not going to drive over there because rain. And then a couple of other food trucks also canceled. There were a total of four cancellations on that particular Friday night. Nine original trucks were scheduled and four of them canceled. Because of those cancellations, at least one, if not two other trucks decided to, hey, we'll take advantage of this and we'll go out there. Because you know what? They understood the weather patterns. They understood that the predicted weather probably wasn't going to happen. And lo and behold, we had rain up till about one o'clock, cleared off, and the event that was supposed to start at four o'clock was perfect weather. And perfect as in it was not too hot, it was not humid, it was partly cloudy, so we had a lot of sunshine and a lot of clouds to make it not be so hot. It was probably about as good as night as you could get in Florida for a food truck rally. So the food trucks that were there, there were a couple that, are, that show up every single time. One of them's a combination tent set up with a small trailer. One of them sells gelato. One of them sells a lot of different things, but they focus on catfish. And Melissa and I decided that was the one that she wanted to eat at because she really liked their catfish the last time that we bought from them. So we felt like, yeah, we can go there and see who all's there and at least know we've got one truck that we can trust to give us good quality food. So we walk up and down the street, see who's there, who's not there. The catfish truck was at one end and we walked all the way to the other end to see what was there and what was available. And then we would make that decision. When we got to the far end, there was a truck that I've seen a couple of times, but I've never eaten from. They sell burgers. You guys know I love burgers. So I decided that I would eat from them and give them a shot, see what their menu was like. And Melissa said she would head back down to the catfish trailer and get some food from them. So as I step up, place my order, the thing that I ordered was a bistro burger it's the very first thing listed on their menu and you guys know that the first spot on the menu is the one you want people to order that's the thing you should be the most proud of because hopefully people don't read the whole menu so bistro burger and fries here's the description half pound burger with bacon bistro sauce no clue what that is so i decided that i'm going to eat at the, at the bistro burger truck even though they had a lot of different kind of burgers i went with the very first thing listed on their menu the very first thing on a menu is what you want people to focus on. So the, since the Bistro Burger was first, my assumption was this must be what they're most proud of. I don't need to read the rest of the menu, so that's what I ordered. They had a little teeny tiny sign that said they do a 3% convenience fee. Well, I was going to use my debit card because you can't charge a convenience fee on a debit card. That's against the terms and conditions of MasterCard and Visa. And I wanted to see if they actually knew that. But Melissa decided she would pay for my food for me with cash and save us that 3%. So in this particular instance, we learned that they don't understand math. That's one strike against them. And we also will never go eat there again because they don't get to dictate how I'm going to pay. You're not going to charge me money to pay you money. That's irresponsible. And that shows you don't understand business. So after I place my order, I started my stopwatch and Melissa walked down to get her catfish. So I'm standing there just milling around. There's no one else coming up to the food truck. And I mean, zero people. We got there fairly early and the lines hadn't started yet. So I'm walking back and forth and I'm observing the food truck and I'm getting to the point where, when am I going to get my food? I'm the only person in line. You have no other orders to take. So that's two people working on my food. Melissa got her food. So she walks all the way down to the other end of the block, is able to place her order and get her food and walk back towards me by the time that I get my food. Took them just under eight minutes. So I'm thinking, well, it's a half pound burger. Eight minutes is not a bad thing. Except it was a bad thing. 
The couple that was running the truck, they were friendly and they seemed really genuine. But right as they were getting ready to hand me my food, somebody that they knew stepped up and their tone changed and they got more friendly and they got more sincere. And that sincerity exposed their original greeting as being utterly fake. Now, the conversation that they had with this person that they knew revealed to me that they both had jobs in food service. The cook bragging about he's the director of food and beverage somewhere, and the cashier was his general manager. So they both have a detailed knowledge of how food service should go. But they didn't understand the basics of, you should never, ever sound fake. You should never, ever sound insincere. So I got pretty excited because, hey, a bistro burger that's cooked by a dude who's supposedly good enough to be a food and beverage director, I should be able to have an awesome hamburger, right? Well, no. The burger was assembled as if a very poorly trained McDonald's teenager was on his very first night. There was no care. There was no concern. There was no evidence of quality on this particular burger. The bistro nonsense became evident because they used spring mix. And while it might be trendy, there are elements of a spring mix that do not sit well on a hot hamburger patty. If you understand what spring mix is made with, some of the leaves are extremely fragile. And when they hit the heat off that burger, guess what happens? They turn slimy. They wilt. They start to release their moisture. And they are not a good look and certainly not a good mouthfeel. But guess what? Director of Food and Beverage didn't know that. The bun was a high-quality brioche bun. But it was untoasted. It's a burger. Toast the bun. Now, there was bacon on it. Okay, that was the promise. It's a bistro burger with bacon. There were four of the thinnest slices of bacon I have ever seen. I really, I could read through it. It was that thin. And each of those four slices was cut in half to yield eight pieces of bacon. So it looked like a lot of bacon. But you know what they did? They put it all off onto one side of the burger. So they offset the bun to the right, put all the bacon to the left. So if I was to eat it the way that it was assembled, I would have never had all of the bacon until I got all the way to the far left-hand side. My first five or six bites would have been nothing but bun. Then it would have been bun and the spring mix. And then it would have been the bun and the bacon without the spring mix. Gets better. The bacon was where they put the oranges, mayonnaise, ketchup-y hybrid that they called a bistro sauce. It had a little bit of seasoning and, and a little tiny bit of flavor, but it was nothing spectacular. And it was only on the bacon. If you're going to have something and brag about bistro sauce, I should be able to taste it. It should be so obvious to me that it's there. It should be the feature of the sandwich. It shouldn't just be a little dollop on the bacon and go, yeah, that's it, bistro sauce. Enjoy. And I still have no idea what the bistro sauce was. There wasn't enough of it to actually taste it. There wasn't enough thickness in the bacon to be able to taste it and go, ooh, this is bacon. Plus, it was cooked so limp that it was more chewy than it was crispy. It wasn't bacon. Now, it gets even better. Remember, my timing was just at eight minutes. Eight minutes is the cook time for a half-pound burger. I got to looking at the burger. It was pre-cooked. I have seen literally tens of thousands of burger patties, probably hundreds of thousands of burger patties over the years. I know what one seared on a flat top looks like. This one was not. It was pre-cooked. And it was held in such a way that nobody would have expected it to have been cooked on a flat top. It was held in a wet environment. It lost the sear that you would expect a burger cooked on a flat top to have. And was it a half pound? If you guys are familiar with the brand Bubba, you know what I just ate. And it wasn't a half pound. It was a third pound. The fries were the only redeeming thing in that clamshell. They were battered and they were frozen. 
but they were good. They actually cooked them in the fryer the way you'd expect them to be cooked, and they were really good. And I expect that was probably the reason why it took eight minutes for the food to come out. They assembled the burger, dropped the fries, and then gave it to me. The burger was nowhere near the temperature it should have been for it to have been a freshly cooked burger. It was a freshly held burger. So how does all this help you dominate a Friday? There's lessons to be learned. There's lessons that you can do on your food truck right now. So let's go through those lessons just really quickly. Lesson number one, keep your promises. If you say your business is going to be there, then be there. But, 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 I can hear you. But, 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 Bill, the weather. Learn the weather patterns in your area. Learn when the forecast is garbage. Learn how to read radar apps. Make decisions at the last possible moment, not the first second a raindrop falls. You're a business, and if you're looking for reasons not to go out, here's your sign. And that sign says, for sale. Lesson number two, get off your truck. Your cashier should be at eye level with your guests when you're in this kind of environment, and they should be talking to every single person that walks by. Not one of the six trucks that we walked by made an effort to greet us. Not one. Hook people with your smile. Hook people with your enthusiasm. Be sincere and talk to them when they walk by. Get them to remember you. At the very least, they'll remember you for the person that said hello as they walked by. Lesson number three, thin down your menu. You want to hook people with your best. Mediocre will not work. Sell the stuff you're most proud of and make it perfectly. Do not send out something that is good. Only send out what's great. Lesson number four, sample time. If you have a moment where you have zero guests... That becomes sample time. Send your street-level person out with samples into the crowd and then get the crowd to follow you back to the truck. Too many times we observed a broken line and the cashier was whipping out the cell phone and they were not focused on the guest. They were not focused on the business. If you go to an event that's four hours long, you should be busy for four hours. You simply cannot do that if all you want to do is show up. And you certainly can't hope to build your business if you're not out to impress your guests. The key to domination is doing what the other trucks won't. Thank you guys so much for listening to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. If you're finding all the information helpful to your food truck business, please become a monthly supporter of the podcast. Just hit the support button or follow the link in the description. Every little bit does help keep us going. Join our Facebook group. It's called Food Truck Training. We have a whole bunch of awesome members at all different levels, from brand new beginners to decades old veterans. They've all got your back when it comes to helping you with your food truck. And again, thank you for listening. Come back tomorrow because you know i got plenty more to say when it comes to helping you and your food truck business grow.